Morning prayer begins on page three of the handout, and the link is over in the chat bar. From the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles, and in every place incense shall be offered unto my name, and a pure offering for my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion, put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Lord hath manifested forth his glory. O come, let us adore him. Together the Epiphany Canticle on the page four. O Lord, I will praise thee, though thou wast angry with me. Thine anger is turned away, and thou didst comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people, and make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out, and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 9 begins on page 351. I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will speak of all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. Yea, my songs will I make of thy name, O thou most highest. Well, mine enemies are driven back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. For thou hast maintained my right and my cause. Thou art set in the throne that judgest right. Thou hast rebuked the heathen and destroyed the ungodly. Thou hast put out their name forever and ever. O thou enemy, thy destructions are come to a perpetual end. Even as the cities which thou hast destroyed, whose memorial is perished with them. But the Lord shall endure forever. He hath also prepared his seat for judgment. For he shall judge the world in righteousness, and minister true judgment unto the people. The Lord also will be a defense for the oppressed, even a refuge in due time of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast never failed them that seek thee. O praise the Lord which dwelleth in Sion, show the people of his doings. For when he maketh inquisition for blood, he remembereth them, and forgetteth not the complaint of the poor. Have mercy upon me, O Lord. Consider the trouble which I suffer of them that hate me, thou that liftest me up from the gates of death. That I may show all thy praises within the gates of the daughter of Sion, I will rejoice in thy salvation. Even are sunk down in the pit that they made, in the same net which they hid privily is their foot taken. The Lord is known to execute judgment. 
the ungodly is trapped in the work of his own hands. The wicked shall be turned to destruction, and all the people that forget God. For the poor shall not always be forgotten. The patient abiding of the meek shall not perish forever. Up, Lord, and let not man have the upper hand. Let the heathen be judged in thy sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the heathen may know themselves to be but men. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the thirteenth verse of the third chapter of the book of Proverbs. Happy is the man who finds wisdom, and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver, and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand. In her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all those who retain her. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths were broken up, and clouds dropped down the dew. Here ended the first lesson. Together, Te Diem. We praise thee, O God. We acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. Heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church, who at all the world doth acknowledge thee, the father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only Son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Thou safe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Here beginneth the third chapter of the Epistle of St. Paul to the Ephesians. For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which was given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have written, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read you may understand 
my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Holy Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the Church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Therefore I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. He rendered the second lesson. Father Jubilate Deo, O be joyful in the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Be ye sure that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. O go your way into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee mercifully to receive the prayers of thy people who call upon thee, and grant that they may both perceive and know what things they ought to do, and also have grace and power faithfully to fulfill the same, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who by the leading of a star didst manifest thy only begotten Son to the Gentiles, mercifully grant that we, who know thee now by faith, 
may after this life have the fruition of thy glorious Godhead, through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and love concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. The sort of note, uh, I think, to make about our readings from Proverbs now, which starts out with a lot of meditations on wisdom, you know, happy is he who gets wisdom, they'll add riches and long life and blessing and honor. And of course, when the, you know, the, those Proverbs are written, most of the horizon of those promises would have been seen as temporal. This is how things will go well for someone in life. And so to understand the full wisdom of God, um, we have to understand wisdom in the light of Christ. And a verse comes to mind, which is 1 Corinthians um, one twenty one, where St. Paul says, Jews seek a sign and the Greeks seek wisdom. We preach Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. And so the full wisdom of God can only be really understood in in looking at the word made flesh the humility of the word made flesh the faithfulness through life the 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 obedience unto death and then the new horizon of resurrection that we see that in his hand are blessings riches and honor our inheritance is is beyond um the merely temporal world and so when proverbs continually exhorts us to not sort of grab the quick gain because we'll go better in the long run you know, that, that often happens in this life, but we know sometimes it doesn't, but there's something we possess that can't, um, that temporal misfortune can't take from us. And to know that wisdom is to hold on to that no matter what. And this, this connects a little bit to St. Paul, who, who um, is a prisoner. And uh, when he writes Ephesians, is I, I, Paul, a prisoner for you Gentiles. So he's sitting in jail and it's sort of ironic, if you think about it, that he's sitting in jail, exhorting the Ephesians to see all these great mysteries of God that should make them full of joy and hopeful. You know, it's usually the person who is um, not in jail, uh, who is writing letters of encouragement to the jailed, but because St. Paul grasps um, the working, the wisdom, the power of God. He understands that not even jail can take that from him. And he's able to see how God is working it out even in his imprisonment. And in this chapter of Ephesians, it seems that after unfolding this great mystery of salvation, as he's done the first couple chapters, heirs, well, what we've been done is in chapter two, we've been um, raised up and made to sit in the heavenly places now he kind of focuses on his own apostleship, that that um, these things were not made known, but now they've been made known. And that's the essential meaning of mystery. 
not something we can't figure out, but something that was once hidden, but it's now revealed in Christ. But it was revealed, St. Paul says, to his apostles and prophets by the Spirit. And so there's an authoritative channel of this revelation. It comes through that this is why we believe in one Catholic and apostolic church. It's it's that revelation, that deposit of authority we want to receive and hold on to. And but it's a revelation as we know the mystery and and then he says that he himself was it was made known to him. Um and the idea of the revelation, the word there is apocalypse, which is the uncovering of a mystery. And the word mystery we should note here is related to the word for sacrament. Uh, the Greek uh, mysterion became, is translated Latin sacramentum and became a sacrament. And sacraments have this sense of, of mystery, not that, that things are shrouded in them that we can never understand, but they reveal to us <clears throat> um, God and his will. So we come to the, to the, to the Eucharist um, things are hidden but in in the action of word and sacrament we we it's made known to us god's will in a large way and in a personal way to each of us <clears throat> a couple other things he mentions in here that are there's significant is about the fellowship of the mystery or the koinonia of the mystery which is that um it's important to understand that the new testament always talks about the salvation as a corporate reality we're saved as the church and the mystery that St. Paul has um, come to see is that the Gentiles are now part of that. Sometimes in, in the modern West, where we tend to think of my individual salvation, I'm saved and, and I, I'm going to heaven, and yeah, I may or may not you know, be connected to a, a body in a meaningful way. That's kind of unknown to the ancient church, that, that the reality of salvation is that we're able to come into this fellowship that enjoys union with God in Christ through the Spirit, and then union with one another in Christ in the Spirit. And the fellowship now has been expanded from the merely ethnic people of God to all who put their faith in Jesus Christ. Um, the other interesting thing about this verse is that St. Paul says that the purpose of this is that it may be, is that it might, the, the, the power of God and, and, and it might be made known to the principalities and powers. That is what God is doing in his church to reveal the, 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 so the boundlessness of his love by bringing those who were estranged from him back into fellowship with him is a testimony to the principalities and powers. And we should say that would mean the disobedient principalities and powers because when St. Paul uses those words in other places, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. He's showing the forces that rebelled against him the love that they don't understand, the humility of, and, and the grandeur of sacrificial, sacrificial love. Um, and so that's what we're doing. We're, we are in the church giving witness to, to principalities and powers <clears throat> of God's love and power when we live in that in that fellowship uh, and and prize that unity we have in Christ above above all else, um, so his concluding thing is we have access with confidence now to Christ, and so thinking on this in Epiphany again that that the um, 
the season of Epiphany is really about revelation. It's about what St. Paul says, by revelation he made known to me the mystery. Um, and what happened to St. Paul in terms of this grand mystery happens to each of us in a derivative way. That is, God makes known to each of us the mystery of his <clears throat> calling of us, his choosing of us, what gifts he has given us, um, how he's operating in our lives. And Epiphany, therefore, is the season to, to ask, you know, and to ask for eyes to see. St. Paul says he wants to make everyone see. And what we can't see without the wisdom, the eyesight that comes from the Holy Spirit to be able to grasp what natural eyes can't see. So we pray for wisdom to, to understand both the revelation of God in Christ and also how it applies particularly to our lives and what God is doing in our lives in this season of time. And this requires a kind of prayer and a, a looking, a contemplative looking with humility where we're receptive to seeing what God is doing and we become recipients of a, a revelation just as St. Paul was um, of the mystery of God that's made known to us. A few thoughts about today's lessons. Continuing with the form of intercession on page 10 of the handout. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed. And grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy and the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, 
and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days through jesus christ our lord to whom with thee and the holy ghost be all honor and glory world without end amen the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the fellowship of the holy ghost be with us all evermore amen really good to be with you this morning and start to stay in prayer have a great thursday we'll look forward to seeing you tonight take care everyone Thank you.